0: A series podcast i'm talking to the print and pattern designer annabelle hill how are you annabelle you're fine and how are you i'm good even if it is slightly gray outside um i'm sure speaking to you will brighten my day
1: oh definitely
0: brighten my day <laughs> oh <laughs> so as you probably already know i like to get straight to the first question and that is why did you start a creative business Okay. Um, well, it started basically
1: from a very early age. I kind of was always drawing plants and nature and I spent lots of art holidays in Shropshire, deep in the countryside. It's like pond dipping, playing in hay bales, riding ponies. I went on art holidays with my mum and my brother was quite artistic. My granny was an art teacher. So I had all these influences around me since I was very small and, um, So all these kind of experiences led to me to be quite passionate about conservation of nature and art. So um, I was always thinking, what should I study when I was growing up? And I was torn between studying arts and the environment. So I ended up actually studying both. So I did two
0: degrees and- um, Wow, (laughs) sorry (laughs) there. You did two degrees? Yeah. Oh my goodness. One certainly sounds enough. <laughs> Amazing. So um,
1: I went to art school and I realised colour and pattern were so absorbing. And um, I also studied environmental science as well. So um, that was about sort of conservation. Um, I was always passionate um, about conserving and and about the state of the environment. So I was stuck after studying, you know, what should I, what should I carry on with? And in my mid twenties, I actually had some quite close bereavements. Um, so I had to take stock and just um, take time out and think what I really wanted to do. So I had a little gap and, and then after that, I thought I have to do something, you know, do this. And I had to combine them both. I didn't want a nine-to-five job, so I did a little course on how to teach uh, community art-led projects in, um, in Brixton. Then I just started cold-calling environmental charities like Trees for Cities and Groundwork. And I started holding art projects for community um, planting days and woodland projects. I also designed my own artwork and sold solo shows and for Greenwich Market and designs for clothes shops. I delivered workshops at primary schools as well after this. I ended up teaching around sort of 60 kids a week. So it's quite, it quite full on. So I was, I was teaching in three different schools as well. But it, I mean, it was really, really fun. So I, I did a of bit of environmental work with them as well. So I was teaching about uh, you know, natural dyeing and printing and did massive projects, eco projects with them. But at the back of my mind, I always thought um, I really wanted to move out of London and I wanted to move to the country and I kind of wanted to recreate that, that sort of um, fascination with having holidays in Shropshire and that experience. So I thought about going to Exmoor because I spent a lot of holidays in there and that was my goal destination. Um, So I looked around Exmoor a lot. And then I suddenly thought, I can't really envisage myself just moving on my own to this middle of the countryside, you know, just take this more. So then I kind of looked at sort of towns and villages and um, Appledore came up. And I heard that there'd been arts festival there. So I thought, oh, that is kind of quite arty and that's probably a place to go to. So I ended up in, in Appledore. I rented it for a few years and I found out about the plough and I started a a fabric um, course there, teaching people. Because I I realised that I really did enjoy uh, teaching people. So I wanted to do that and design, carry on designing as well. So when I first moved here as well, I, um, I I basically did a trade show in London. It was quite full on, but I got a few contacts through that. And I continue to do uh, smaller local shows around here and retrained again um, in more printmaking at the Double Elephant in Exeter. Mm-hmm. So um, yeah, that was really inspiring place to go to actually. And I searched, when I was searching also for my home still for a, um, a home to buy with a studio space. So that was quite a challenge because I thought I've got to, I want to teach people in the studio and do my own artwork. So I was looking for quite a long time. And then I eventually found a place on the outskirts of Appledore with a garage that could be converted. So in 2015, I managed to convert that. I could now, I realized that I could go get away from my kitchen table and start designing in the garage. Well, the converted garage it's a really lovely space as well
0: oh um yeah it's because quite, quite light yeah it's very light and um from what i remember it, it it's big enough but also it, it's quite uh intimate in a way to to teach um you're close up with people obviously not right now because no. of covid I, yeah, I, I remember walking into your um, studio and thinking, oh, this is a really lovely pl- space. And I just remember seeing art, your artwork everywhere. And I just remember you showing me drawers and drawers of like treasures of your work. Oh. <laughs> and it was a real experience. I love studios and, it, and yours is really beautiful. Oh, thank you. Yeah, I, I've got
1: a second um, secondhand massive printing press um, from Morton Hampstead. And that was brilliant, just getting that in. Got a small, portable one that I can take around cafes and teach in there. So um, amazing. So when I first set it up, I got my first pupils um in 2015, and it was just uh, it was just, yeah, really sort of that was like my dream now had really, you know realized, and it was really, really great, really fun. So now I sell, I carry on um, designing and I sell really in Dartmoor and Plymouth galleries with a tiny printing press. I can collaborate with cafes and galleries. So I taught quite a lot in there um, for a few years and then um, COVID came along. So
0: <laughs> yeah, was <laughs> kind
1: of a shame. I really, really miss pupils. I I miss, yeah, I really miss teaching actually. But um I was supposed to do some online classes, which I've still got to get around to doing, but that was like, I've got to start editing and learning all that.
0: (laughs) Um, It's a lot, isn't it? It's a lot handling such a situation as COVID, but then having to uh, learn new skills in all sorts of different areas. And what you might find is let's hope that this year things start to open up more and you can actually teach one-to-one because, I think obviously online is fantastic and it means that art and workshops are far more accessible to many more people, but there's something about one-to-one or small groups of pupils in your, in your studio, which you can't quite get the same. No. Yeah.
1: I can't, I can't really give them all my help and yeah, it's kind of a bit frustrating if you're just online really. Yeah. But, um. I mean, I'm only, I only teach up to four. So um, I mean, when I was teaching in London, it was great, but I just really wanted to teach small groups, and that's why I um I didn't really want to um, you know, start teaching as a as a school teacher or, you know, um, not school teacher. Sorry, for co- for colleges, and um, I didn't want a normal nine to five job. That's why I kind of set it up. You know, I want to
0: teach very small groups. I think. What I'm hearing from you is that you knew what you wanted and you carved your lifestyle and your work to fit with what you wanted, and I think that's yeah. very commendable. Yeah. And, um, yeah, well done. Well, I, had, and... I could have, it was like in my
1: <laughs> 20s, I had this vision
0: of it, it just took another
1: couple of decades. <laughs> <laughs>
0: hey you know (laughs) we have these visions they might take years but if they're meant to happen they do and um, yeah fantastic well we're very glad to have you (laughs) come here Annabelle so so what main challenges have you faced whilst growing your creative business
1: okay so um, it's trying to run two businesses in one actually so it's like the, you know, teaching business the Apple Door print studio and the design business but i I, I love them both i like, I couldn't do one without the other yeah it'd be very very hard but I mean i' now i i have forced been forced to do much more design work which has been brilliant over lockdown you know just drawing out in the woods making my own prints and then and then um sort of plunged into making far more designs so that, I mean that's been good. So um the two businesses, and you know, I've got two separate Instagram, two separate Facebook pages.
0: But... <laughs> Where have I put um, what? And what have I put when? <laughs> <laughs> What's going on? What have I got to do today? Ah. Uh, but... <laughs> and it, it's it's
1: quite costly because you're marketing trying to market two different business, you know, um flyers, um, you know, Facebook promotion post um then it's time you know time consuming just doing the marketing and all the posts you know but my plan was originally to teach like three days a week and then produce work for the rest of the week but it, it kind of never what it never worked out like that but um occasionally both work together and that was brilliant because you have the money from also the money from the studio the, the teaching work to fund the design work And another challenge is uh, you've kind of got to have, you've got you basically got five different roles in one business. So you've got to be be a photographer, uh, you've got to do the marketing, the sales, you know the design work.
0: (laughs) So you have loads of different roles in one job. And how do you find how you've talked about it being a challenge? But how do you? get through that challenge do you or <laughs> no, you
1: just just do it you just have to do it you know you just have to learn each skill just just got to think i can do it i don't know
0: i would say it's not looking at it as a whole yeah. well, you know you know it in the end it is a whole but breaking that down into manageable steps yeah, yeah. um and potentially assigning you know flexible plan i would say it can't be a really rigid plan but a flexible plan of what happens when in the week yeah. um i found that really helpful um yeah it can be a bit overwhelming otherwise um yes, yes certainly we've talked about lists but like lists can also become incredibly <laughs> overwhelming They're not lists please <laughs> <laughs> Each their own. Everyone has a different way of doing it, and yeah. that's why I love talking to so many different <laughs> creatives, because we all suss out how it works for our brain. Because we're not all one of the, cut from the same cloth, really. It's um, you know, everyone has to find their own way of dealing with having so many different hats.
1: Yeah, yeah. Just yeah, just breaking everything down to manageable chunks probably is best.
0: And giving your time op- yourself time off as well. I think that's yeah, quite yeah, important. That, yeah. So
1: that's another <laughs> challenge. So like the downtime, socializing time, you've got to give yourself some boundaries. You know, like just like right, I'm going to give you know stop work now and um, have a rest. You know, see some friends, go for a walk, and just be um, you know good to yourself. I think
0: to recharge. Definitely. Otherwise, the dreaded burnout yeah, can happen. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And not just burnout of the body, but burnout of creativity as well, I would say.
1: Yes, exactly, yeah. And also I found it kind of was quite difficult here. I mean, it's really lovely, but just the fact that it, we don't have like, I don't know, somewhere to go like a hub, like um Ocean Studios in Plymouth, or like a creative, a physical creative hub where uh, makers could go, yeah. you know what I
0: mean? So you've got your teaching, you've got your prints, you know, are you full time, self employed, part time?
1: Yeah, I, I am, I am full time. But um, well, I was lucky enough because I lived in London, so when I left London, I had some capital behind me because I worked in the schools and um, for the charities and stuff. And um, I left a house in London. So when I, I I left, I I did I put some money into the two big trade shows, and also I supplement some of my savings when the sales are low or when i need to buy stock but generally um i use um the capital from Apple print studio i use that to buy my stock uh, my materials for like lampshade kits um paper that kind of stuff um yeah so normally the studio does um, it does much better than my actual design business so that can like fund the design stuff but um yeah but I haven't worked obviously teaching for a while I've done a few I mean I did a few workshops uh for the Burton and in my studio last year but it wasn't that that many
0: yeah anyway
1: but uh yes so that's that (laughs) (laughs)
0: let's get past the question quick that's that done (laughs) So, but you're selling in galleries, shops?
1: Yes, I sell in galleries. Yeah, mostly in uh, Dartmoor and Plymouth, Topsham and places like that. I would like to sell around here more. I've got a little show coming up at Mill Street Gallery in, in Biddeford.
0: Amazing. Great. Well, let's get on to the last question then. So, do you, do you have one piece of advice um, you would give or share about the creative business?
1: It's one big piece probably the downtime it's probably as i think it's a, as important as work time because you can get very overwhelmed and the whole thing and you can produce stale work mm-hmm. you know work can just you know you could just go completely blank because you get so over this is me i'm talking from myself but you can get so overwhelmed um, by the amount of tasks you actually have to do and so it kind of stifles the creativity. So when you actually take time out, you know, go for a walk in the woods, chat to a friend, you know, soak in the bath, I think that's when the ideas come. And also yeah, so take time out to go to museums, get new ideas, take inspiration from the woods. I don't know if you've read uh julia cameron's book artist way oh yeah yeah i i used to have a lot of blocked period i just couldn't get any inspiration it was just horrendous so i started reading her her book and she was she used to talk about um artist dates yeah so um take yourself an artist date. yeah you know, go to museum go to yeah things like that boot fairs you know anything just to get your mind out of the studio and doing different things another piece of advice is probably yeah it is important to push yourself integrating new things doing different things but i think it's important to lean back as well just take stock of of all your achievements another thing is probably don't undersell yourself so that's probably quite important to value yourself and another thing just do things that you actually love don't follow fashion just just think, I'm going to create things that I love, and, and then people will, will love them as well. And what's what's sort of special about your work as well? You know, what's your USP?
0: Great advice. There's two things that have come up for me when you're talking. My perception of your work is so um, ingrained in how in your walks, in you taking time to go out, see nature. And that ref- that really is reflected in in a lot of your design work
1: yeah so I take a lot of time to go to woods um I've learned so much over lockdown the first lockdown so I was I wasn't teaching so um I was just focused straight in on just or just like the buds and
0: um, the colors and textures of everything and- wonderful and you manipulate you so a lot it's quite a bit of your work is taking nature and then uh creating patterns from nature and yeah. um yeah, that's really lovely and the color the tones you keep sim, you know you keep quite natural tones and then suddenly you add a flash of color in places and that's yeah. that's really lovely
1: that's how I see it though so i when I go for walks or or go on the beach and i I focus in on seaweed quite a lot now as well. So I see, sometimes I see, like, just the flash of colour and I think, that that makes a good photo. So I do a lot of photography as well. That is the photograph. So then I'll take about, like, 30 photographs of one small leaf or a bud because you just have to get the right one on the right (laughs) photo.
0: (laughs) (laughs) And the second thing is um, we were talking, you mentioned before this podcast about cold calling and how you how you yeah. ask you ask questions and you try and yeah. you open doors talk a bit about that
1: so when i was first starting out i got a hold of the yellow pages <laughs> <laughs> I know, but you just have to say can i can i fix a meeting can i send you my staff my email and um it'd be great if if i could chat to you like one week and could i fix a time that'd be great you know You just got to do it carefully but not not too foot on
0: <laughs> I think it's having like you said that balance between showing up and asking but not pressurizing which is what yeah
1: no you can't pressurize them. because they might've had a really heavy yeah. day or you know my problem selling or you know anything so that's worked for me most much more than just um, looking on the internet and um, having no um relationship Mm. with a gallery or anything just just ringing i mean yeah but if they actually see you it kind of makes a difference you have a chat with them and
0: great advice thank you so much because you're making beautiful designs you're quite creative in where how you make them into products so from cushions to lampshades to glasses and phone holders and i've seen light lanterns and all sorts. You're yeah. very inventive with how you use your patterns. It's um, a real delight to see your work and follow your work on Instagram. And for me, I always feel like I'm out on the walk with you. <laughs> oh, yeah, we should go for a walk yes, after lockdown. Yes, let's do it. Yeah. <laughs> let's do lots of walking. Thank you so much, yeah, Annabelle. thank you.